0: Come be a part of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board with Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right now. And here we go. Once again, that is the sound of rock cracking, and every week I I just keep thinking we can't keep cracking so many political rocks, and they do. (laughs) Time and time again, we are in February, just February of the new decade, the new year, an election year, the vision 2020 year, and guess what? Last week, President Trump had a five-star week. I mean, it's the best five star week. The Democrats, <laughs> we just, well, let's look at it. I'm going to tell you about it and the show's going to be about it. On Monday were the Iowa caucuses. Everything was going to be great, right? Everything was going to point to the next uh, contender for the presidency from the Democratic party. <laughs> it didn't happen. There was chaos there. Now on Tuesday was the state of the union speech and Donald J. Trump knocked it out of the park, I mean, a grand slam that like nobody's ever seen before at a State of the Union address. Even Nancy Pelosi had to rip it up at the end, and we're going to talk about that. And on Wednesday, the Senate vote, the United States Senate had to stand up and declare guilty or not guilty, member by member, vote by vote, and Donald J. Trump was acquitted, had one vote that that didn't vote to acquit. His name was Mitt from the Republican Party. We'll talk about that later, too. And on Thursday, day four of the week, the National Prayer Breakfast started off with who? President Trump as the Speaker. Nancy Pelosi was in the house, and it was a prayer breakfast. And also, of course, on uh, Thursday, the White House victory lap at noon, the President brought in reporters and talked about his vindication and acquittal and all the people who fought and stood for him and it was not like uh president uh clinton did in 1999 but listen (laughs) that did not end you think wow that was a great week for the president but it didn't stop there on friday on friday the court of appeals they ruled for Donald Trump against over 200 democratic members of congress who had sued to get trump's personal business papers over the emolument clause and uh, a judge had said yes but and on the appeal uh, the appeal court said no because they didn't have jurisdiction so that happened on friday but that wasn't the only thing guess what one of the democratic witnesses lieutenant colonel vinman that had just uh, taken foreign policy in his own hands. Somehow, on a witness stand, he pretty much said that he, I think he was disappointed because the president didn't use his notes or whatever. And and probably people point to him as possibly the one who had talked to the whistleblower. But he was marched out of the White House, escorted out, He will no longer be working in the White House. And his brother, who also worked in the White House, and somehow a book got leaked out to the New York Times from uh, the former National Security Advisor, uh, Mr. Bolton. And we don't know how that happened, but uh, Vindman's brother did work there, and he was escorted out of the White House National Security Council. So all of that happened. (laughs) And on top of that, what else happened in New Hampshire... Democratic Party debate for president just, uh, it was a, was it a slug fest, a, a snooze fest, uh, the Bidens fighting out, well, the Biden that, uh, as in quid pro Joe Biden was on the stage. It is just, everybody looks so little compared to what the president had done all week long. It just looked like a little A race for mayor of a small uh, Indianapolis or a small Indiana town. Well, we have a lot to talk about. But first, before that five-star week started for the president, he was on national TV with an ad at the Super Bowl. And let me play these. One ad was about prison reform and had a lot of written words so all you're going to hear is the music but i want to play that ad and then another ad and we're going to talk about that first and then we'll get into the rest of the show take a listen to uh these two ads that aired during the commercial break for at the super bowl where uh, millions and tens of millions of people were watching America demanded change. Donald Trump wins the presidency. And change is what we got. Under President Trump, America is stronger, safer, and more prosperous than ever before. Best wage growth I think we've seen in almost a decade. Unemployment rate sinking to a 49-year low. Unemployment for African Americans, it fell to a new low. Unemployment for Hispanics hit an all-time record low. And ladies and gentlemen, the best is yet to come. I'm Donald J. Trump, and I approve this message. I'm free to hug my family. I'm free to start over. This is the greatest day of my life. My heart is just bursting with gratitude. I want to thank President Donald John Trump. Woo! I'm Donald Trump and I approve this message. Wow, very moving commercial. 30 seconds. You have to get your message out quick. Who was the message appealing to? Who is Donald Trump trying to get to vote for him? Well, take a listen to this from the ultra liberal MSNBC. Oh, before I play this clip, I've just been told I forgot to tell you who I am at the first of the show. I need to remind you, I'm Dr. Ed Holiday. You're listening to Doc Holiday's Rock Splitting Politics right here on WebTalkRadio.net. That's WebTalkRadio.net, and it's just so much we had to say to try to get the beginning set up with the five-star week for President Trump, I forgot to mention who I am, so... For those who are listening for the first time, thank you for listening to Doc Holiday's Rock Splitting Politics. We have a new show comes up every Monday morning, stays up for the week, and you can go back in our archives. Fantastic shows to fill you in on th- some things that you're not going to hear anywhere else, but right here on Doc Holiday's Rock Splitting Politics. Now, I do want to play this clip from MSNBC, referring to some of those commercial, those two commercials you just heard. And then I got something very important for you to point out. In fact, be thinking, what group of Americans was Donald Trump really gravitating toward, wanting their vote? Can you think now? Be thinking, and I'm going to play this clip. He's not going to get the chance to change America on the world stage by being president of the United States because, sorry, even if he wins Iowa, voters in South Carolina right now are sticking with Biden. I don't see that changing, even if he were to win Iowa, because he's not proving something to South Carolina voters the way that Barack Obama had to do. He's a white candidate who's quite popular with white voters. That says nothing to South Carolina voters who want to know what are you going to do about policing and voting rights and things that we care about and immigrant issues and get those kids unlocked out of those cages. So he's got to make a transition into the rest of the Democratic Party. I think for Sanders, he's got a lot of the same issue, right? His his when he talks about class, it's really resonant to a lot of younger, you know, progressive black people. But in general, he hasn't broadened his base. Well, that was uh, MSNBC's Joy Reid speaking about Pete booted edge edge. And and Pete just about surprised everybody and almost won Iowa caucuses or if they ever recanvassed the vote, uh, we're not sure if uh, Bernie Sanders won or Pete booted edge edge, but it was a big deal. And Joe Biden's got his back up against the wall. And what Joy Reid was talking about, the black support for Sanders or Pete Buttigieg is, is not there right now. Now, that was recorded a couple months ago after a debate. But you heard her say in that clip, even if Buttigieg, even if he won Iowa, that is not going to translate to getting black votes. But go back to the ad by Donald J. Trump. Who was he targeting in those ads? It was the African-American population. Black America. This vision that the Trump campaign will have more opportunity to invite black voters to vote for him and Republican candidates. Probably in my lifetime, I've never seen a more uh, a bigger potential for black voters to vote for a republican candidate than in 2020. 2016 Donald Trump said what what have you got to lose? Vote for me. And he got a few votes actually more than John McCain or Mitt Romney did in the black community. It's still what well, it was about 8%. But you know what? Tim Scott said even if 15% of the African American vote went toward Donald Trump in 2020, he said, it's lights out, game over for the Democrats. That would be doubling what he did. But you know what? When Donald Trump said, what have you got to lose, It may have been appealing to some, and for some reason a lot of black voters stayed home and did not get out and vote for Hillary Clinton in 2016, who had voted for Barack Obama in 2008 and 2012. Uh, That's documented. We know that. Well, why would Donald Trump be going after the African-American vote when no Republican has really spent any money? And look what Donald Trump spent. Two ads, (laughs) expensive ads, most expensive ads of the year on the Super Bowl. It goes to a big audience. A lot of African-Americans in that audience. And I heard on MSNBC uh, during this uh, five-star week, Al Sharpton and uh, there were a couple of guests, I'm not sure which show on MSNBC, but they were talking about one of the guests, a black man, was saying, I've been to the barbershop. People are talking about that ad, the ad on the Super Bowl. Black Americans are talking about it. And, and of course, Al Sharpton was talking about, well, the African-American women, very few voted for Trump. 15% of African American men voted for Donald Trump in 2016. It's this job issue. And what has happened since 2016, since Donald Trump became President of the United States, he has a record to stand on. The lowest amount of unemployed African Americans ever recorded, the unemployment rate ever recorded in the history of the United States of America. Donald Trump said that in a commercial. He didn't say about he did say it also about the latino community lowest ever unemployment rate in America, so he is going after the groups that the liberals the progressive the socialists say that Donald Trump can't get and and but Al Sharpton was talking about when he when he said, well, black women get it, they don't vote for trump and they he was talking about how smart the black women were, and yet what was he talking about black men, the 15% who voted for Trump? He he, he, was, he was saying they weren't smart. But, you know, if you get a job, if you're in prison and you get out because of prison reform and you get a job and you're working and you're paying off your bills and so you're supporting yourself, and all of a sudden, who are you going to vote for? <laughs> I remember... We talked about on his radio show after prison reform was passed, as a young black man, and and as at the White House, and they had some of the prisoners who had come out and of uh, uh, prison by this uh, new prison reform bill, and and they asked him what he thought. He said he'd make everything short, and this young African American said, "All I know is, two months ago I was in prison, and today I'm at the White House." That's, that's about all he had to say. Enough said, right? Well, there will be a there's a big laugh by Al Sharpton and a lot of the old time leaders of the African American community, but Black Americans who are getting better jobs. And people who graduate college, graduate high school, are finding jobs. There's help wanted signs everywhere, and I've said it before in this program. Never in my lifetime have I seen so many help wanted signs. People are needing help. Good workers are hard to find. When you have a company that's running all cylinders, you can make profit, you can make money, but you got to have good workers. And if you if you're running Full steam ahead, and if you're having trouble getting workers, when you find a good worker, what are you going to do? You're going to pay that worker more because you need his input, you need his work, and the work ethic. People who have that are making money now. I know of a young man who was in prison this time last year. He was still in prison. He got out. He's working for the auto in the automobile industry, uh, manufacturing he got a job he's working hard he's paying down some fines and he's he's needed some help to get up and going but he's been out of jail now almost a year out of prison and he's he's uh making uh, making money working hard Uh, and I think the company that gave him a chance and we're finding out prison reform all around America there are stories of success and good workers coming out of prison. And, and that's what Donald Trump is talking about. He's not just talking about it. He's doing it. And that's the difference for the, for over 50 years, the African American community has heard people talk and talk and talk. But Donald Trump can get up and say, I am doing it. I am doing what I said I would do. And the black community. And another thing he talks about are the enterprise zones where they can go into a a community and lower the tax rates for entrepreneurs and others who will come in and invest in the communities. That hasn't happened before. So does Donald Trump have access to the black uh, America to listen with an open mind? It's going to be tough. I don't know. But what better way to kick it off than with two Super Bowl ads, and they both are arguing for the vote from the African American uh, population here in the United States. Would you spend that much money for a Super Bowl commercial and pinpoint it toward minorities? Donald Trump just did. So they may see some polling that the rest of America is not seeing. And I will tell you this, (laughs) Doc Holliday's been right there talking about it Uh, For years now and we've had many guests on the show and we will have some more showing how the african-american community More and more is saying I've heard the talk But the republicans are walking a walk Donald Trump is doing some things that have never been done before for the Republican Party and that is including getting more african-american Voters to give him a look for his policies now let me remind you you listen to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right here on webtalkradio.net. That's webtalkradio.net. We're glad to have you. New listeners, yes, this going to be an exciting election year. It has already kicked off January. and You just thought we couldn't have any more Rock Splitting Politics week after week, everything that was going on. And then, like I said, the five-star week for President Donald Trump last week. And who would have ever thought it? I mean I was thinking why did the Democrats drag it out? They could have they could have had the acquittal last the week before last week on the Friday. They could have and but no the Democrats wanted to drag it out. Drag it out and so they moved it to Wednesday to have the acquittal vote. And that set it up. Like I said, we had Monday to Iowa caucuses, we had the State of Union address on Tuesday, the Senate vote to acquit Trump on Wednesday. Thursday, the National Prayer Breakfast in the White House Victory Lab, and Friday the Court of Appeals rules against the Democrats uh, 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 with the Emoluments Clause. And, and of course uh, Lieutenant Colonel Vindman and his brother both walked out of the National Security Council, NSC. So, wow, nobody could have planned that. It, the Democrats surely wouldn't have planned the mess they had with the Iowa caucuses and, and not being able to count cal- Count votes when they had a national media sitting there and it's just like the democratic party melted down in the worst week it could have happened so that's what we're about to kick off here and talk about that in ways you may not have heard but first let me play this and then we'll kick off of why it was president trump's five-star week Hello America, Todd Starnes here from the Fox News corner of the world, and you are listening to Rock Splittin' Politics. Sweet mercy. (laughs) Woo, alright. That's good. Oh, well that was our friend Todd Starnes. If you haven't read any of his books or listened to his radio show, he's on Fox Radio. Absolutely wonderful person, great insight, and you can tell he's a good old country boy. And I, he he wasn't born and he was raised not too far from Doc Holiday up in North Mississippi. So uh, glad that Todd would give us a little promo there. And do check out Todd Starnes. And not only Todd has a book, Doc Holliday has a book that I wrote along with Dr. Alveda King, the niece of Martin Luther King, Jr., who we just saw recently standing by President Trump's side as he gave a message at the March for Life event in Washington, D.C., and and so she, and also Dr. Alex McFarland, we got together and put this book together. And over time, I believe it's aging well. You know, to say like wine, it takes a while to age. And this book we wrote about bedrock truths, and we put together some principles in America that some people think, oh, it's too old. These are the bedrock truths our nation was founded on, and we believe. America can return to those bedrock truths. And it's important that you know about them, but more important that your children know about them so you can get the book called Bedrock Truths. You can get it by going right to the uh, uh, home page, Doc Holiday's Rock Splitting Politics. You'll see a cover of the book, Bedrock Truths, and we'd love to get a copy of that out to you. So you can order that, and we'll be glad to get it out. You can also go to www.docholiday holiday of two L's in it dot org. That'll get you there. We got some other books there. Some of them about to run out. When they're gone, they're gone. Cause probably won't be a reprint. So I'm just telling you, go get that book and others. And we are glad you're listening to us right here. Doc holiday's rock splitting politics. Now that five star week, when it started out, nobody, nobody would have thought it had been such a great week for president Trump because number one, He had nothing to do in the Iowa caucuses except for show up. He got 97, 98 percent of the delegates uh, for the Republican Party. But the Iowa caucuses and the Democrats, which is the first election, even though it's not an election, it's a caucus there in Iowa, and they were given this prestigious place because they were supposed to really kick the election off in a great way. But it's like the kicker. Missed the ball. It's like the old Charlie Brown event where where Charlie Brown's running to kick the football off a tee and Lucy pulls the ball back just as he kicks, and that's exactly what the Democrats look like. This whole cartoon figure, you know, during the Mueller report, and now especially in the, in the uh, impeachment process, Nancy Pelosi looked just like the old... Uh, <laughs> just the old wily coyote uh, on the cartoon where the roadrunner just uh, every time it looks like uh, the coyote is going to catch the roadrunner then the roadrunner uh, pulls out some magic trick and gets by and that's exactly what's been going on with Donald Trump every time they think they got Donald Trump corner cornered he wins again and again and and this week was maybe the biggest back back-to-back five days for president trump and and you can call it six days and maybe on the seventh day he rested but because the Super Bowl started it off the ads that we just talked about and what what kind of uh, goodwill will that get him well they were great ads for everybody but they really zeroed in the african-american population and uh latin the latino population the minorities those the think nobody would ever vote for Donald Trump, and yet he's going after their vote. He put it on the Super Bowl commercial, the high-profile commercial that cost millions of dollars for a 30-second ad, and that's what he chose to go after that block of voters that uh, he has not done well, no Republicans done well with for 50 years. So, Monday, (laughs) when it (laughs) Sunday started, then Monday, became such a such a great event for Republicans because it showed how the, the Democrats, basically everybody said they can't even run an election. National News, especially all the liberal mainstream media, they were there to talk up the candidates, to talk them up so they could look so great and be embellished to run against Donald Trump, and they didn't know who won. Nobody could count the votes. And it was so ridiculous, and even the news media got so frustrated, and they, and I think it was uh, Wolf Blitzer said, "This is a circus." And so we knew the whole impeachment thing was a circus, that even the voting for the by the Democrats was a circus and then and, and then the next day was Tuesday, and the State of the Union address. And would what would it be like for a president to have been impeached, still had not been acquitted, and give the State of the Union address? Well, Donald Trump didn't let it bother him. He rolled up his shirt sleeves and actually gave the best speech, State of the Union speech, I believe, I've ever heard. That includes Ronald Reagan's speeches, and he used uh, what Ronald Reagan started by using uh, some some citizens to bring recognition. But Donald Trump did it. Time and time and time again, and he, and the Democrats rarely stood, rarely clapped uh Pelosi just made such a just a, she looked horrible behind the president, just making all kind of facial grimaces as uh, Vice President Pence stood stoic back there and clapped and stood, and yet Nancy Pelosi represented the She was supposed to be representing the people's house, and that's what made it so, So, I guess the word is pitiful. When she, at the end of the speech, when everybody's clapping, and she stood up and started tearing up the speech that was given to her by Donald Trump. Of course, she started, but usually they say, it's my high uh, honor and distinct honor to uh, announce the President of the United States. And she just said, the president of the United States. She didn't say it was a high honor and privilege. So she started it out, and then, uh, and when she finished with tearing up the speech, I believe every American that loves their country knows that was a black eye. I mean, she did not respect the office of the presidency. She did not respect the guest in the house, the people's house. And she was the leader of the speaker's house. She's speaker of the house, so she's the leader of the People's House, and she showed no respect for the Presidency of the United States. I hope the American people will let that sink in when all the commercials and all the money that Mike Bloomberg's going to pour into this election to try to beat Republicans. I hope they remember what Nancy Pelosi did and said that should not happen again. The only way to make sure it won't happen again is make sure there's not a single Democrat reelected. That won't happen, but they can knock out at least forty or fifty of those Democrats in uh districts that are tight. But I, I I've said on a show last week, if there's nobody running against a Democrat in your district, it's time for you to roll up your shirt sleeves and get in there. Make a run. But make it a serious run. And I think there's gonna be some wind behind the back so whoever has the audacity to challenge some of these Long term Democrats, and people think, Well, there's no way they can get beat. Hey, there's a lot of time between now and November, and what Nancy Pelosi did is gonna put the wind behind the Republicans' back when it comes to elections this uh, coming up. Now, and then, uh, like I said, uh, what a great speech the president had. Nancy Pelosi, I think, just it's like they shot themselves in the foot. And 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 by the end of the week, I think they were ready to shoot themselves in the head. That's how the Democrats such a bad week they had. Because the next day, the president went to National Prayer Breakfast, and he was talking about how hard it was to love everybody. But he said, I'm trying. I'm trying. And he said, it's hard when people want to go after you. And he did a White House victory lap as he uh, introduced different people at the White House that had helped him out. And he really showed his appreciation to them and his family, and for what uh, for what the Democrats, the leadership of the Democratic Party, has put him through the last three years. He said he knew it was going to be a tough election, but he didn't know he had to be like elected again and again and again, and all these phony hoaxes they're running against him. But then on Friday, <laughs> you thought, well, the president's had a good week, and then on Friday, more good news when the. The court of appeals ruled against the two hundred Democrats because there's a clause in the Constitution about uh, the emoluments clause, where it talks about a president trying to make money or given something by foreign potentates. And but uh, but the appeals court said no, uh, they couldn't have uh, Trump's uh, personal business uh, records. So that was a huge victory then. And then, like I said. Lieutenant Colonel Vindman and his brother, his twin brother, they said they work in National uh, Security Council. Anyway, they were marched out of their positions, escorted out, meaning, uh, you know, they didn't get to uh, shut down their computers or anything else. They were marched on out, and that was an amazing thing to see. That start and other uh, some other people be leaving who were a part of uh, this. Uh, This uh, coup against the president in such ways. But I will say it was a remarkable five-star week for President Donald John Trump. And the Democrats dug a hole. When you dig a hole, what did they say? Stop digging. Looks like the Democrats are just digging and digging and digging. And I hope the American people are watching and learning for America to move forward in a mighty way. President Trump's moving forward, but to move forward in a mighty way, it's time to get the Democrats out of the Senate and out of the House of Representatives. So get out there and start working now. Don't wait to November. Work now to make sure Republicans win that have the back of President Donald J. Trump. Mitt Romney's not up for election. Can't get him out. But I do hope the people in Utah let him know. He made a bad, bad mistake by not recognizing what this whole sham impeachment was about. It was about trying to give free publicity to the Democratic Party's principles and ideas. They knew they'd never get Trump acquitted. They're trying to get the, they're trying to win the Senate back to stop Supreme Court justices and judges being picked by Trump. And they see that. and They see what Trump's doing, and Mitt Romney could not see that. So, that's Doc holidays, Rock Splitting Politics. What a week, five-star week for President Donald Trump last week. And we'll have a great show coming up next week. Don't miss it. See you then.